Father, this morning, Lord, we thank you that you are a strong Father. A strong Father, Lord, that loves us, that has your eye upon us. Thank you, Lord, that you are never ashamed of us. Thank you, Lord, that when we turn from you, when we choose other things, Lord, you look at us with eyes of longing that desire to draw us back to you. Thank you, Lord, um, that your word says that we were created in your image. That's who we are. We are not the dirt that we've picked up along the way. The rebellious choices that we have made. But Lord, we have been created in Your image. And although we've picked up things, Lord, thank You, Lord, that You are able to remove them. And You've provided a way for that to happen. Because Jesus, You paid for it. And now it's available to us. Not only forgiveness, but freedom to walk in this life with a freedom in our heart and in our soul, because, Lord, You are constantly able to cleanse us and to give us that freedom. Thank You for that gift, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, there's a certain thing I love about Sundays. I love that for a uh, I get to clean up, wear a white shirt, feel like I don't smell for a while, Maybe at the end of this, I might. Um, I get to rest. You know, Sunday's a day for me that I forget about all the things that I need to get. I just let it be. It doesn't matter what it is. And I love that. But at the same time, um, I can't live like that. Come Monday morning, I'm ready to play in the dirt a little bit. I'm ready to get out and uh, to work, and to accomplish something. I appreciate the rest, but I don't want to stay there. And one of the things that I don't like about working in the church is that sometimes I feel like I'm in a bubble, if you will. And I want to, I want to get out. I want to get out, and I want to play in the dirt. And so this week, I had that opportunity. Uh, I had three days that I was going to be spending in training uh, for my other job, and so I was going to get to get out of the normal and get out and play in the dirt. And it was fun, but the one thing I noticed about playing in the dirt is I started to feel dirty. And I realized that I was not in my church bubble in the thing about training is, is that uh, even with my other job, I get to spend a certain amount of that time alone. And, you know, I things that I want to listen to and uh, I can, you know, have my own thoughts and so on. But with, when you're with a group of people for eight hours, or whatever it is, and you can't get away from them, you get to hear their thoughts. And their thoughts are not always the best thoughts. As a matter of fact, I felt like I was in a high school locker room and I couldn't get out. And I just started 
And not only did I start to feel dirty, but the other thing was is that because of the training and everything else that I had to get done, I started to run low on sleep and my times with the Lord, to be honest with you, were shortened. And even as I'm spending time with the Lord, I'm aware, okay, I've only got so much time here and I've got to move. I'm going to get things done. And it started to take its hold on me. And there was something that the Lord shared with me during that time here this morning. It's something very simple, but it's very, very powerful. Because as we go about our day, just like our bodies, our souls collect dirt. And just like our bodies need cleaning, our souls need cleaning. And the thing about it is, is that, you know, you go out and you get a little bit dirty. As you get dirty, it happens so slowly that you don't even always realize that you're dirty. You maybe don't even think you that bad. Walk into the house, it's like, whoa, where have you been? Our souls are a little bit like that. Sometimes dirt collects so slowly that we don't even recognize it. We just kind of become comfortable with the dirt. But then we get around other like as they start to hear things come out of our mouth, they're like, man, what have you been rolling in? And all of us get like that. But there's some good news that I want to share with you this morning. God has provided a way to continually cleanse that. Although right now we are playing in the dirt, if you will, as we're in this world, He's provided a way to get rid of that extra dirt, that extra weight. And I want to share that this morning. I want to go to the book of Ephesians this morning in the fifth chapter. And we're just going to look at one verse chapter or uh, verse 26 of chapter 5 and I'm not even going to get into the context of all this I, I just want to focus on this one verse and I'm very powerful here and I'm actually gonna the the sentence that I'm reading actually starts in verse 25 they kind of cut it in half here it starts off talking about Jesus and it's talking about Jesus and the church and as it's talking about Jesus and the church the church is essentially made up of anyone who said, Jesus, I want you to be Lord and I want to follow you. And he says this, he says, he gave up his life for her. So if you've uh, surrendered your heart to Jesus, and, and uh, well, honestly, here's the thing, he's given up his life for you whether you accept it or not. He, he, he did it. He, he just he didn't wait for you to decide. He, he died for you, okay? And so anything that you would do or say that would rebel against the one who gave you life, he died for it. It's taken care of. He did that because as a father, he loves us, and he wants us to receive that and turn from whatever it is that we've been doing, saying, whatever, and just say, Hey Lord, I trust you and I'm going to follow you. That's what he did. He died for her. 
Why did he do it? It says to make her holy and clean. Holy and clean. Now, holy means this. Holy means set apart. And so what that means is, you ever felt like you're in a herd? <laughs> I, I do not feel... I like large crowds, to be honest with you. I, I, don't, I don't like being in a sea of people. Uh, it just it, it doesn't feel good to me. And life can many times feel like I, I'm a, I'm a you know, steer in a herd of cattle. And if you've ever been around a herd of cattle or anything else, they get really dirty, okay? Uh, because cattle go wherever they're at, all right? And if somebody happens to be behind them, well, tough luck. That's just the way it is. And that's how life can feel, can it not? <laughs> you and your coworkers, and the people you're living, somebody decides to go, and if you happen to be right there, well, just over you. That's just the way it is. That's Well, holiness speaks of this. Holiness speaks of God reaching in, grabbing us, pulling us out of the herd, and setting us He set us apart. And I want to say to you that that offers for anyone. Because all of us come out of the herd. We're born into the herd. And what God wants to do is He wants to pick us up out of it and set us apart. Why? Because we're better than the herd? No. We, we're, we're the herd, but you know what? God as the Creator is better. And He wants to place His life in us. To set us apart so that we don't live like the herd. Now here's the beauty of us. If you take a cow and pick it up and set it in her, it's still dirty. And so what He does is, He not only sets us apart, but as the Word says, He cleanses us. Now, here's what I want you to grasp. How does the cleaning happen? The next part of it says this. It says, washed by the cleansing of of God's washed by the cleansing of God's word. Here's the thing. In our intellectual society, we start to think of words as just tools of communication. Words are way more than tools of communication. Do not buy into that lie because you are way more than physical. You are also spiritual. Here's the thing about words. Words have power. Why do words have power? Because God created them. He's the creator of words. Okay? And so when you speak things, don't fall for the lie that you are just communicating something. You are doing more than that. There is power in your word. You've heard the statement that the pen is mightier than the sword. It's very true because the pen uses words and words are way more powerful than the sword. I want to, I wanna, before we go any further, I just want to share some verses with you that talk about the word. And I'm just going to go right through these so you uh, 
to follow along in your Bible, so just listen to them, okay? I'm just going to throw verse at you. Acts 22.16 says, Sins walk away by calling on the name of the Lord. Now, we know that what took our sins away was Jesus dying, okay, and His blood that was spilled. That's what does it. But here's the thing. How do I activate the power? The power's all there. It's all there for every. I can't activate it for you. And here's the thing. Even God, as powerful as He is, He can't activate it for you. You. You alone can activate it. It's there. The power's there. How do you activate it? Your words. That's how you activate it. Your words have power. Well, why should I have to do that? You know, I mean, God knows everything. He probably knows as I, I want to do that. Why, why do I even have to do that? Because words have power. That's the way God made it. And so I, I, you need to hear this. Your words have power. Like power in the positive in a powerful way, but also power in the other way. Um, Matthew 12.37 says, The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. The words that you say will either acquit or condemn. I mean, really, we're the... I mean, we provide all the evidence, if you will, okay? Whatever comes out of my mouth either acquits or condemns. Now again, God's the one that provided it, but I'm the one that releases the power. Either the power of the blood of Christ or the power of darkness. And it's based on my words. Matthew 15, 11, you are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Okay, and that's talking about getting dirty. How do I get dirty? By the stuff that comes out of my mouth. That's how I get dirty. John 6, 68, you have the words that give eternal life. What gives eternal life? The words. Now again, what's that based on? The blood of Jesus, but it is the words. That's what brings it about. Uh, John 15, 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. It doesn't just say ask for anything you want and it will be granted. It says if my words remain in you. Because if his words are remaining in me, guess what's going to happen? His words are going to come out of me and powerful things are going to happen. Words have power. And God's words are the ultimate power. You, you need to hear this because you might be thinking that just reading God's Word is kind of a good thing because it communicates some positive things. No, no, no. It has power. Okay? When you read that verse, verse it talks about us being cleaned by God's Word. Here's what that means. That means that when I'm feeling dirty... When I read His Word, I'm not just communicating some positive things in my mind. Like there is something powerful that happens and it literally cleans me. It's, it goes beyond just something of communication. Um, John 17, 17, Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your Word which is truth. That's what sets us apart. Acts 7.38 Moses received life-giving words to pass on to us. Life-giving words. How were we created? God spoke. Boom. That's how we were created. And see, here's the beauty. 
this verse says God gave them to pass on. So here's the thing. God's words are available to you. I mean, not just a preacher, anybody. God's words are available to you. And He gives them to you and He says this, if you use these, you will create life. You, you, (laughs) you have the ability to create life. You also have the ability to be used as a tool to help destroy life. Each of us makes that choice. Uh, Ephesians 6.17, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, if you've grown up in church, you know, you've probably been taught, oh, you know, my Bible is the sword of the Spirit. And, you know, and so when you hear sword of the Spirit, you think about somebody with armor walking around with a book in their hand. Here's the thing. The sword of the Spirit is the words that are actually in it. It's not the book itself. It is the Word of God who is actually Jesus, okay? And so here's the thing. When I speak the words, it is the sword of the Spirit. Like, it is powerful. It's not like I walk around holding my Bible and the darkness looks at me and goes, oh, he's got a Bible. They could really care less. They used the Pharisees very powerfully and carried Bibles and we're all of okay? But they didn't understand it. It's when I speak Power happens. It's not, and see, and this is why it's so crucial. Sometimes we can think to ourselves, you know what? Oh, I know God's word. I know God's word, so, you know, maybe why do I even need to read it? Because there's power when you speak it out. Think about Jesus for a second. Example of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness and he speaks out. Word. Why would he need to do that? He knew God's word. He knew the truth. Why didn't he just say, oh, Satan, that's not true. Get out of here. Because there's power in God's word. And so that's why um, that, I mean, I've been studying God's word for years and years and years. Listen, when it's spoken out, there's something powerful that happens. It happens in the spiritual and on the soul level. And I know that sounds so simple, but here's the thing. The enemy doesn't want you to to grab hold of that. He wants you just to live in your thoughts, you know. Oh, I'll just try to battle things in my thoughts and be like, oh, that's not true and that's not true. But it begins to weigh down on you. You know, again, going back to the training that I was involved in, you know, as I start to hear some things, you know, at first, it's no big deal. It's like getting a little dirt on you, you know. But by noon, I mean, I'm just starting to feel feel dirty, you know? And the things I'm hearing, I'm like, well, you know, that's dumb or, you know, that's not true or whatever. It doesn't matter. I still just start to feel dirty. How do I get that? How How do I clean? I need to hear God's Word. There's like a cleansing that happens. Uh, we had life group this week and it was at the end of the training. And I got to tell you, I mean, uh, there was part of me that didn't want to even be at life group because I felt so dirty. And I was just like, ah, I mean, I just don't even, I don't, I just want to lay in the dirt, you know. But And, and we started to speak, speaking things. I mean, it's like my soul came back to life. And it was like, oh, thank you for life. Thank you for freedom. I mean, it was just this renewal. And nothing was stated that I didn't already know. But there was something. 
that happened and it brought life to my soul. God's Word has power. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive and powerful. It's alive. I mean, it's, it brings life. It's not just tools of communication. Like, it's alive. James 1.18 He gave birth to us by giving us His true Word. Alright? That's how I'm saved. I'm saved by hearing, and then I'm saved by uh, reacting that, reacting to that by speaking out God's Word. That's, that's how it happens. And so, the, the, the way that I get through this life and, and the dirt of this life is I just keep speaking it out. And it just keeps cleansing me. I mean, uh, maybe some of you are still in the, you know, take a bath once a month club, but I because I get stinky on a daily basis. You know what? I, I mean, I'm serious here. My soul is no different. I get stinky on a daily basis. I spend time with the Lord in the morning, but I got to tell you, you know, you go out from that, and at first it, it maybe just happens kind of subtly, but if I'm not getting right back into the Word, and if I'm not, you know, speaking to the Lord and, and whatever, I mean, by the end of the day, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not in a good place. All right? We need that continual cleansing. First um, Peter one twenty three: new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living Word of God. God's Word is living and it's eternal. <laughs> and it comes through the Word. 2 Peter 3.5 God made heavens by the Word of His command. 1 John 1.1 1, He is the Word of life. 1 John 2.14 He won, won battle over evil by God's Word living in the heart. And then um, also in Revelation, um, Revelation nineteen twenty one states that Jesus sl- slew an entire army by the sword of his mouth. Now here's the thing: he doesn't really have a sword coming out of his mouth. I mean, why would you have a sword coming out of your mouth? Put the sword in your hand. Okay, that that makes no sense. What it's saying is it's talking about his words because. Scripture is declared, as we've just heard, His Word is the sword. So, how did He slay an entire army? The words of His mouth. Now, here's the thing that you also need to know, though. One of the ways that the enemy wants to take you down and to bury you is through words. In Revelation, it also talks about this. It talks about the enemy trying to destroy us by a flood coming out of his mouth. Now, what is the flood? Is flood literal water? Mm-mm-mm. The flood is the words. As you go about your day, like, like right now, okay? Maybe you're in a good place. You're hearing uh, the words of God and, and it's starting to renew your soul and it's feeling good. You're feeling some freedom. You're feeling some hope, okay? And then you're going to walk out of here and as you do, maybe it'll wait till tomorrow, maybe it won't, but, but here's what's going to happen. You're going to start to hear other things. Maybe you turn on, maybe you watch a program, maybe you hear, listen to the radio, maybe you go sit at the restaurant and you have to listen to somebody in the table 
next to you spouting all kinds of whatever. Whatever it is, here's what's going to happen. You are going to get a flood of words that are intended to bring you down and to bring you to a place of despair. We live in that culture. I mean, when you go through your day, I mean, trying to resist it all, it can feel like a flood. Listen, this is not just you know, pretty pictures or something. This is reality. This is how the enemy wants to take you out. He wants to take you out by... I mean, it's not just one little thing. We can kind of resist that, okay? You, you hear something negative on the news, okay, you know, you can get by that. You hear something negative from, you know, your coworker, okay, whatever. Somebody calls you. But it just, it just starts, to, it starts to add up. You know what I'm saying? And eventually, it just starts to take you down. You know, one of the things that I like to do uh, sometimes when I'm working at home and I'm just kind of working outside is I like to turn on, uh, don't judge me, I like to turn on classic country, okay? That's why I like to do that. Because as a boy growing up, as I worked alongside my dad and my grandfather, that's what I heard constantly. And so when I'm outside and I'm messing with the horses or a tractor or something, when I hear those sounds, I'm negative. As a boy, I never realized what those songs were talking about. I was like, I, I mean, these are like, I mean, God created country music, right? So, <laughs> so these songs are all like good because, I mean, country people, you know, people who live in rural areas like us. I mean, we're all good people, right? So the things they're singing, they're, they're, they're good, right? Well, now as an adult, I like listen to the words and I'm like, what? I, this is on the radio? This is the same sucker who I heard sing Amazing Grace. I mean, what? I mean, it's terrible. And so at first I'm kind of like, ah, oh, I don't like that song one will be okay, you know? So, you know, the next one comes on and it's like daddy's hands or something. It's something good. But then Hank Williams or something comes on and it's just like, I mean, here's what happens. After a while, it takes me down. I mean, at first I kind of resist it in my spirit, but by the time I walk in the house after an afternoon of listening to that, I mean, I'm ready to, I don't know what chew nails and something. I mean, I'm just, I'm a wreck. And so here, here, here's why I share that. I share that because these things have... How do we counteract that? Because you can control it to a certain degree. Some of you can control the, maybe the station you listen to as you're driving along or, or, or whatever. But if you're working in a workplace with other people, maybe you can't control those things. You know, maybe it's you're just inundated with those things. Maybe you can't do anything about that. But the way that we counteract that is what Ephesians says. We are cleansed through God's Word. And that means we need to hear it. You know, when I worked in a large group of people when we were living in Texas, you know, one of the things that I started doing was 
I, I, I just, I would bring my Bible, okay? And it wasn't so I could be a good little boy and impress people. I did it because if I didn't have that to where I could just kind of cleanse my heart and mind over lunchtime as I was reading, I mean, again, by the end of the day, I, I'm ready to hurt somebody. I'm ready to just chuck it all and, uh, you know, go put something in my system that helped me get forget it all. I mean, I'm ready just to whatever. I, I had to bring it because it was my lifeline. I mean, it was the thing that would kind of cleanse me and bring life back into me. And so I, I want to share that with you because here's the thing. If you're going to survive the flood that you face on a daily basis, you're going to have to get the tools that God has given you. And God's Word is not just... You know, maybe you say, well, I'm not a reader. You don't need to be a reader, okay? You just need to speak some of it out because there's power in it, okay? You don't need to figure it all out, but there's power in it. Just, just read some of it. I don't care how much of it is, you know? When you get a little break or whatever, I mean, just speak it out because there's power in it. And what happens is God cleanses our hearts. Now, the thing I want to I end with is this. That's how we start the journey. God has already provided the cleansing through the blood of a Savior. But the way that we start the journey is through our words. Where we say, as Scripture says, God, I, I don't want to live this way anymore. I need You. Okay, I need Your sacrifice. I need You to come and live inside of me. And then He'll do it. Now here's the good news. If you're like me and you know, you've done that way down here, but yet on a daily basis, you know, you go from... Jekyll to Hyde or Hyde to Jekyll, whichever way it is. The good news is is that God's Word still cleanses. It brings life. It restores the power of God's Word. God, thank You um, that although we live in the middle of a battlefield, Lord, You have given us all that we need, Lord, to live in freedom and to live victoriously. Thank You for the power of Your Word. Lord, Your Word tells us that the Word is actually Jesus. But as we speak out Your words, Lord, there's power that happens. And so I pray that each person here, um, Lord, would just have the faith to live that out. For the one who's never laid their life before You, I pray that that would happen today. That Lord, as we uh, just worship, that they they would just speak that out. Lord, for the one who's just feeling desperate, dirty, feeling like a failure, I pray, Lord, that they would just speak Your Word out and that Your life that You promised would come and just bring cleansing and healing and restoration. Lord, thank You for that. And as we go about our week, Lord, I just pray that You would bring that to our hearts and minds, Lord, that that we would just speak that out so that we can walk, we can walk through the dirt, but yet be the clean and free people that you designed us to be in Jesus name amen if you would stand